Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where now, here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. All right, so we knew Tyler Glasnow was hurt on Monday night, but we didn't know it was going to be this bad. Come on, man. Welcome into an emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today on Tuesday, June 15th. Frank Stanfield joined by Scott White, and according to Jeff Passan of ESPN, Tyler Glasnow has a partially torn UCL and a flexor tendon strain. The plan for now is to try and rehab the injury to avoid Tommy John and eventually return. And we have seen other pitchers pitch through this partially torn UCL. Obviously, Tyler Glasnow throws much harder than any of those guys. And Scott, this is a huge loss because Glasnow was a top six starting pitcher in both head-to-head points and Roto. He was doing it on big volume, 88 innings pitched this season. And it comes... In a two-day span where we have now lost Glasnow, Shane Bieber, and Max Scherzer all to the I.O. Yeah, well, this it turns out this is the most serious injury of those three. Scherzer's especially doesn't seem like it's going to keep him out more than a turn. But but yeah, no, this is a big blow. It's a big blow. Tyler Glasnow suffering this injury. You mentioned some pitchers have been able to go the rehab route and continue pitching. I think the most... Notable examples I can think of are Irvin Santana, which, you know, is going way back, and Masahiro Tanaka, which itself is going back a ways. I don't know. If, can you think of anybody more recently than that, that the the rehab, the rest and rehab route has actually worked? Because it's it's not common. I'll yeah. tell you, it's not common. So Pitchers, I was just on well, HQ, Scott, and, and T- Tanaka was the one that I brought up, and that was yeah. maybe, you know, five years ago that that happened. And, you know, he pitched for two or three, however many seasons he pitched in baseball after that, he pitched pretty successfully. Um, obviously not as good as Glass now, but yeah, he was the most recent example I could think of. Yeah. Other pitchers have tried since then, but usually they end up succumbing to it. And um, that's what I expect to happen here. Now, that doesn't mean I'm just going to automatically drop Tyler Glass now, because of course, if he is able to beat the odds and come back, I, the impact is so great that you'll feel pretty silly for doing that. So, you know, hopefully your league has IL spots. Hopefully you don't already have significant players stashing them. If you have, you know, if you have borderline guys stashing them, go ahead and drop one of them to keep stashing glass now for now, see where it goes. Uh, to kind of put a number on it, I would I would say that I'm moving glass now down to kind of kind of around the 65-70 range in my rest of season starting pitcher rankings. Um, which, you know, I, I think is reflective of me not being optimistic in him returning, but you may see it a different way. That's, that's kind of the point in my starting pitcher rankings where it goes from being pitchers I care about having to pitchers I don't care about having. Yeah. And I was actually in the midst of updating my starting pitcher ranks when this news broke. And what I noticed is that range got just outside the top 60 features a lot of names that are also hurt. You know, Steven Strasburg, who... We don't really have much information on. He's going to visit a next specialist. Carlos Carrasco, who keeps having his timeline pushed further and further back. Um, I, I'm not going to move Zach Allen back that far because there's a little bit more optimism on him returning soon-ish. So, yeah, I, I think outside the top 60, that makes sense. This is a very scary in, in injury, obviously, for Tyler Glass now. And as we highlighted on 
Tuesday's full-length podcast, Scott, Glasnow dealt with a forearm injury back in 2019, so he kind of has a history of this. He didn't have a partially torn UCL at that point, but that limited him to just 12 starts that entire season, so it's not like this is some new thing for him. He has dealt with arm injuries uh, in the past, so I think hold for now, assuming that you can. Obviously, in Dynasty and Keeper, like this is an even bigger blow because... Glassnow's in the prime of his career, and it seemed like he was finally breaking out, but I think you just kind of have to hold there. Don't look to sell low or anything. Uh, We know what his upside can be when he's on his game, obviously, as we were seeing it so far this season, Scott. So that brings us to potential replacements, which obviously you're not going to find a top 10 starting pitcher on the waiver wire, and we've talked a lot about these names recently, but if you can, let's rank these four in particular, Scott. Logan Gilbert, Tarek Skubal, Austin Gomber, and Mike Miner. They're all rostered in less than 75% of CBS leagues. Oh, yeah. I got some practice ranking these guys. Yeah. So I go Skubal followed by Logan Gilbert. I think they have the most upside of that group. Uh, Miner and Gomber, they're, they're pretty close to me. Uh, Miner, uh, Gomber has managed to survive Coors Field so far, but the odds are against that continuing all season long. There's a lot of history working against Gomber there. So I'll go, I'll, I'll lean Miner slightly over Gomber. They're, they're both usable. I, I would hope that your best replacement for Glass now is already on your roster, that you were rostering more pitchers than you could start already. But, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to pick up a, a depth option at that position if you don't know how long you're without Tyler Glass now. Yeah, it's just, it's so tough. And I, I'm not complaining because everyone's dealing with it, but I have a team in the Podcast Points League with Adam Azer where we just lost Jack Flaherty a couple of weeks ago. We lost Corey Kluber. We also had Tyler Glass now on that team. There's a possibility that someone had all three of those starting pitchers and Shane Bieber on top of that. So it's, look, this is the year of the injury, and we've talked about that quite a bit, Scott. Where would Vladimir yeah. Gutierrez from the Cincinnati Reds, he is 42% roster on CBS. Where would he fit into that group? He's bef- behind all four of those names, right? Yeah, he's behind all four. I don't have a lot of confidence in him long-term. I think his XFIP's over five. So uh, I, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Gutierrez. Um, I, I will mention, though, you brought up some of the recent injuries at starting pitcher. This is a we're about at the point, like we, we've kind of just passed the point where last season ended and we're in, uh, we're in un, uncharted territory here in terms of coming off such a short season and how it impacts pitchers. We knew it would have an impact. We wondered how careful teams would be with them, uh, with, with their starting pitchers after, um, after they were, after they accumulated so few innings across the entire league, accumulated so few innings, and and you know there's there's generally a rule you don't like a, a starting pitcher to throw more than 40, 50 innings, more than his previous season, and so how would that, what kind of impact would that have across the league? And we have seen teams be careful, uh, working in six starters more from time to time, you know, having shorter starts from time to time, but. You know, a lot of the high-end guys haven't been treated carefully. Uh, Glasnow, especially, like Glasnow, obviously had a longer history than just last year of not accumulating many innings, and so it was kind of surprising that the Rays of all teams were turning him loose to the extent that they were. Uh, and it came back to bite him. And I guess my point is, this might just be the beginning of 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 some major attrition happening at starting pitcher. So hold your pitchers closely. 
That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's a really good point. And we're in the midst of this foreign substance situation and, and players potentially being suspended with pay moving forward. And people are asking questions like, should I trade away Garrett Cole or trade away Trevor Bauer? And I don't really think you can afford to do it right now based on this pitching landscape and the way that pitchers are dropping like flies. So I think it's a really good point that you bring up there. Uh, you should hold your starting pitchers close, especially those elite ones that are still healthy. Scott, a few Names in deeper leagues, just rank these three for me. Patrick Sandoval, Kobe Allard, and Tony Santillan, who is a prospect for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the ups, the upside play there feels like Patrick Sandoval, Kobe Allard's looked pretty good recently um, since he's they've, they've, they've started letting him go five innings finally, but his season-long numbers look pretty good. So he'd probably be second. Santillan has been a noteworthy prospect in the past, kind of, fell out of that mix in recent years, but was pretty good at AAA prior to the call-up. Yeah, I'm, it, I, don't have, I don't have a ton of faith in him yet, but there's upside there in Tony Centian. Let's just quickly talk about the Tampa Bay Rays here, Scott, and what this might do for them. I, I do wonder if, as a result of Glass now going down, we talked about how deep he was going into his starts, maybe they start to push someone like Shane McClanahan a little bit more, or Rich Hill, who's been... Uh, really limited recently just because their bullpen is going to be so taxed as a result of not having that ace around. So that's the first thing that I thought of. And is there anybody in-house in Tampa Bay that you are monitoring, excited about? A Luis Patino, a prospect that came over in the Blake Snell trade. Joe Ryan is another prospect in their organization who has big strikeout upside. Anyone in-house for Tampa Bay that you're excited about? There, There's some upside. You mentioned... Probably the biggest names there, Luis Patino, who we saw come up earlier this year. I think he only went four innings once, so they were being very careful with his innings. And uh, and Joe Ryan, who has also mostly made short starts at AAA, but I know he's exceeded five innings, I think a couple times. He hasn't really rated highly as a prospect in spite of big strikeout totals in the minors because it's... He, he has an amazing fastball and not much to go with it. So it's questionable whether Joe Ryan would, would um, whether those skills would translate to the majors, at least in a starting role. And the thing is, uh, Tony, Tyler Glass now was basically the only pitcher the Rays were treating like a conven- conventional starter. Rich Hill at times, um, Ryan Yarbrough at times, but the only one consistently they were doing that with were, was Tyler Glass now. So if they had another guy in their organization that, they felt could give them six stable innings, feel like you would already be in the rotation right now. There are those upside guys, but they're still developing. And and particularly the Rays organization, um, they tend to be very cautious in their development. And I would assume, especially after the year that was. Yeah, I wonder if this pushes them just from a real-life baseball perspective to maybe go out and make a trade for a veteran starting pitcher just to provide some innings there. Uh, But again, Tyler Glass now has a partially torn UCL. He has been placed on the 10-day IL. Try your best to hold him just to see what comes of this entire situation. But we are going to wrap there. For Scott, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again later on tonight. Bye-bye. 